Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 245 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. I have some exciting news, Manny. What is that? Uh, I went to Philadelphia this weekend. Yes. We were just talking about. We were just talking about. And are you familiar with the art author Edgar Allan Poe? I may have heard of his work, yes. Okay. Uh, well, apparently he spent some time in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And his house is like, a, I don't want to say it's like a museum, but it's like a historical site. Uh, and I farted in his bedroom. So. Wow. That is yeah. a big deal. Very nice. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I just, I was in his bedroom. We were the only ones in there, and I just, I just let it rip. So nice. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably a top three moment uh, for for the trip, and it was a great trip. I just, you know, yeah. I just being able to say I, I farted in Edgar Allan. Also, I didn't know who Edgar Allan Poe was until we were uh, going to his house. So. That's not real. <laughs> That's not a real thing that you just said. <laughs> So yeah, you yeah. never seen I, like an episode of like Simpsons Treehouse of Horror or anything. I didn't. I don't really watch The Simpsons much. Oh no. man, they're like, it's, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a the, whatever that new show, well, you know, uh, that was on Netflix recently. That was each episode was based on one of Poe's uh, poems. People told me that was good. I don't know. I'll never watch it. But sure. anyways. You had much more fun than me because I was uh, just moments ago contemplating smashing my TV to bits because mm-hmm. of Street Fighter Six. So that's cool. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, did you go anywhere else that was like super exciting other than farting in uh, Edgar Allan Poe's bedroom? Uh, we went to the um, the University of Pennsylvania, uh, their his history museum. Um, I went there specifically for the ancient Egyptian, as we were talking about off the podcast, but mm-hmm. then that that just closed down in November and won't be back up for several years. Uh, so, but hey, they still have a lot of cool shit. That's still probably like the coolest uh, museum I've ever been to. Uh, we were in like the history like district. So we were just like literally like walking like maybe five minutes away from like the Liberty Bell and Constitution Hall. We were right across the uh, the road from uh, the American Revolution Museum, so we went there, and then we went to like uh, some art outdoor art museum for because that's what my girlfriend wanted to do. Okay, it's like the Magic Gardens or something. I I I just found like uh, there were a lot of penises and dicks and, and butts and stuff, so I I made the most of it. Nice. Yeah, and we went yesterday and came back today. I, we I literally just got home like less than an hour ago. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little tired. Makes sense. And you got to work, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I'm going back to work tomorrow. Yeah, so we can get right into the news. The first one mm-hmm. I have here, it was rumored and teased that whoa, I just fucked up the document. Um, that PDP was going to make a new wireless guitar controller. And I was like, that seems wild and not true. Turns out very true. They are making a new wireless guitar for that. It will be compatible with rock band four and Fortnite festival. Um, and it's got a 36 hour battery life, which is what I was psyched about. Cause boy, those guitars did not have that kind of battery life 
Now, do you think this is going to be like a rechargeable battery situation, or do you think it's going to be like you have to buy like AAA batteries? I believe it is rechargeable. Okay, so that means it'll be like USB-C, which I have like a billion of those at this point in my life. And that's cool too. Yes, it says 36 hours on a single charge. So I assume that means you charge it. But that's the only instance of it saying that, so I have no idea. I just can't imagine today in this day and age making like a controller and not having it, like almost anything and not having it just like a rechargeable battery. Yeah, it looks pretty sleek. It's like the it, most people have probably seen the original like rock band guitar where it's like black and white. This one is like all black, basically. Um, oh, cool. It, it looks pretty sleek, but it still has the colored buttons, which is weird because like Fortnite Festival does not have that. So I don't whatever mm. they, they did it for a rock band. And that's that's cool. Um, I will probably purchase that Future when rock band. it comes out. Yeah, yeah, I wish Future Rock Band. <laughs> Uh, and I guess I'll skip to one of the last ones that that goes along with this is Disney said, let us in on Fortnite. And they bought a majority stake in Epic, uh, equaling $1.5 billion of shares. So they are now one of the majority shareholders in Epic. And they are going to like do a whole weird Disney add-on thing that you'll be able to play through Fortnite. And I have several, two thoughts on this. My main one is that Mark Zuckerberg wanted Facebook to make the metaverse. He is losing to Epic. They are making the metaverse and winning. Um, The second is this sucks (laughs) because while they don't outright own Epic, they have a majority, majority, uh, shares no company craves infinite profit more than disney so Mm -hmm. the second that this stuff is not making the profit they want they will demand cuts Mm, that's um so that is not like doesn't bode super well for the future of you know, let's say places like Harmonix, uh, Psyonix, if their uh, parts don't crank out the profit that uh, they are expected to crank out. Now, do you think Fortnite makes nearly as much money as it used to? Um, I couldn't say. I would guess that it does, um, just okay. because, like... I just don't hear about it as much. There's Lego in it now, man. That's crazy. Uh, And they're getting like, they get a new license thing every other day. Like uh, the Ninja Turtles are what's hot right now. So Shredder and Splinter just came out. And uh, I think it's kind of hit that point where it's just like, it got so big where I just stopped paying attention to it altogether. Kind of like, like whatever's going on with like League of Legends. Like, I guess it's just like existing, making millions of money, and I just don't pay attention to it at all. Yeah, um, and now it will make even more money once they add in Disney shit to it. Sure. So, I mean, they were already like doing partnerships with Disney anyways to like add Darth Vader and shit like that. So, uh, but they claim there's going to be some whole separate other mode, like Disney themed thing. Um, and that that's cool, uh, except for the part where Disney has like tried to get in on video games like twice and then just like completely pulled out. 
mm-hmm. and now only just licenses their stuff to external uh which is the better way for them to do it. it's a better way for them to do it so i i'm curious like what this is going to mean but like i said i you know i think in the long term disney wants to see that sick unlimited profit and i don't know that they're gonna get that from this so i can i just want to like throw in one more thing that i'm like piece of news that i'm not seeing on here yeah um we need to talk about the the quadruple a game coming out oh Uh, jesus christ i i (laughs) I was going to add that here, but I figured it was going to come up naturally in conversation. Okay, yep. Yeah. Bro, it, 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 it. <laughs> he can't say that. So, for uh, we have talked about, uh-huh. what the fuck is it even called? Skull and, Skull Bones. and Bones. The upcoming Ubisoft game for years, because it was announced, and then it was like yeah. gone, and then it was in development hell. It's finally going to come out. When does it come? It, there's like an open beta right now, but when is the... I think March. March or April. Within like a month, two months, right? At this point, I feel like the only reason they are doing it still is because... We're both wrong. It's coming out in like four days. Jesus Christ. And why the fuck is there an open beta right now? Anyways they are contractually obligated by with whatever government they got funding from where the studio is to like put this game out. And I still hold firm to that belief. This is the only fucking reason this game did not get canceled. Uh, But Yves Guimau, CEO of Ubisoft, lovable French man, uh, got out there to talk about like, no dude, you don't fucking get it. Sea of Thieves is not just your average AAA game. It's a quadruple A game. It's so mm. good. It's so good. And is he had to have been high during that interview, right? <laughs> or he's just hoping everybody else is. I don't know. Because, like, uh, listen, man. I know you got to get out there and really be like, hey, yo, we spent a lot of money making this game. Please buy it. That just makes you sound like a literal clown saying this about this game. (laughs) This game's going to be on sale for $20 in like April. And I, I, I firmly believe that this game will not be bad. I think it will be firmly in like a seven out of 10 camp. It'll just be boring, I bet. It'll, it'll, uh, yeah. Like I just think it'll be like fine, and that that's it. Like I don't even think it's gonna suck. But yeah. to say it's a quadruple A game, man, like what are we doing? Like, yes, this is more high budget than triple A game. This is you've never well, seen probably ships was. like these, baby. It was probably a higher budget. <laughs> like it probably cost them way more money. Right, this is the most expensive game we've ever made. <laughs> that probably is fucking true. I it just yeah. Not Assassin's Creed though. That's not no. that's not quadruple A. This Hey, I I played some of Mirage. I want to get back to it, but that was definitely not a quadruple A. Well, that was Mirage is not fair. They were trying to make no. it smaller scale. I'm just saying like yeah, compared yeah. to every other Ubisoft game, like let's be real. I don't think this is true. Uh, maybe maybe that's why the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has not come out yet is because they're really trying to make it a quadruple A remake. The first one. Maybe they should just focus on like double A games because that other Prince of Persia game was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, they should. Sometimes I wonder about Ubisoft. I don't really. 
I don't I, I they're a company that like makes games that sell a trillion copies like Assassin's Creed, but then like how do you think that Avatar game sold? Probably not great. Probably not too great. And they put it out in December in like a really mm-hmm. bizarre time, like mid December. I don't know. But yeah, I can't I'm so excited to see reviews of fucking Skull and Bones. I just gotta know, like, what's going on over there. Do you think we will see anything before it, like, officially comes out? Or is uh, it, like, I, one of those games that, like, because it's live service, like, they quote-unquote can't? No, I, I believe that there is an open beta that anyone can play right now. Right, but can they, I don't think a reviewer can, like, review an open beta. Well, no, but I mean, yes, we from the 8th to the 11th. I mean, like, we could go play it right now. I'm busy. I'll review it. <laughs> Off the beta. Yeah, I mean, I'm also super busy. Uh, yeah, I just saw a screenshot playing. of combat, and I'm very busy now. I, I'm busy not playing that game. Yeah. It just it is even more baffling because, like, I love pirates. They're so cool. Yeah. This isn't it. Yeah. But there is crossplay and cross cross progression. So if you cool. loved Skull and Bones so much after you bought it on PC, you could then also purchase it again on PS5 and go back Well, in, in, in theory, you probably could have like the Ubisoft Plus. Sure. And then play like you you just pay for that and then you can play on your PC and then your Xbox or wherever and just like have all that cross progression. So I'm hoping someone isn't buying it twice. That's what I'm hoping. Man, this game does not have high PC requirements. Holy shit. I could I could have run this with my computer I built in 2012. Quadruple A. At 1080p and 60 frames a second. Jesus Christ. What? What? Well, it's a 10-year-old game. I Oh, my God. I can't run anything at 4K. I could run this at 4K. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, anyways, yeah, quadruple A, baby. This quadruple. and Perfect Dark, the two quadruple A games of our time. Uh, and then there was a, a state of play. I wrote mm-hmm. down things that interested me uh but i am just gonna say that i think the only thing that we care about collectively as a podcast is probably dave the diver (laughs) coming to the ps5 and there's gonna be godzilla dlc yeah that's cool i do want to check out dragon's dogma at some point oh i mean i want to buy dragon's dogma yes it comes out the same day as Rise of Ronin. Mm-hmm. Why? Got to make your choice. Uh, wait, oh, that and uh, so does uh, the Princess Peach game comes out that day, March 22nd. Oh. Um, but yeah, game. I will be purchasing Dragon's Dogma too. I will say that out of these three products. But it, it's, it's just a weird thing where like Sony's really pushing Rise of Ronin, the Team Ninja right. game. And it looks cool, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's like Ghost of Tsushima, but made by Team Ninja. I assume it's going to be a harder game. I don't know. Well, I I mean, the the last game they made, the last one they made was Neo, but like, I don't know. This looks more like a, just like an open world game. 
you can fly around that seems really cool that is cool it, it looks cool i i think it like it looks like a good game uh it just really every time i see it i'm like ghost of tsushima mm-hmm. and that that's not what it is so yeah it th- that's interesting uh the the other things i sonic generations was one of the last sonic games outside of sonic mania that i actually really liked um because you would play 3d sonic levels and 2d sonic levels and they would be like two variations on the same level sorry my dog is trying to climb into my lap i made the mistake of not closing my door and i'm the only one home oh, you uh, have to crack you just have to crack it a little bit and that is play. true but he already made it in and is trying to get right up on me um yeah so like you would do like city escape the first level of sonic adventure 2 battle as 3d sonic but then there would be like a 2d rendition of it as well and those were cool uh they're making a new one called sonic x shadow generations where there were a lot of levels from sonic adventure 2 shown such as like the final boss and space rail um so like that yeah they might have gotten me to buy a sonic game that's all i'm saying that's really no, weird. Don't, do, don't do that to yourself don't. no i think it'll be fine i mean i it is cap capitalizing specifically on my nostalgia so okay i feel like maybe they've earned it if they're really trying to get me i don't know but also sonic generations one was like very good i think so that was um that was another one i like judas showed up again the Ken Levine's new studio ghost story games. And what I think is fucking crazy is that like, he basically blew up irrational to make ghost story games to then just fucking make a game that looks exactly like Bioshock. Mm -hmm. And like, why then did you blow up irrational to do this? It's fine. It looks interesting. Uh, Like I like Bioshock type games, but it's just very weird. Um, it's it's a very weird situation with that i think um also the until dawn remaster that's cool in theory except that until dawn still looks good now yeah i I don't like looks incredible and so like they're showing this is pc and ps5 footage and it's like yeah this still looks really good but there would be no reason for me or someone who already has until dawn to like get it again i feel yeah, I don't I like that game. Like having better graphics doesn't make it a better game. No, yeah, it, it's weird. And like, I I do think that is cool that it will come to PC, so then PC people can uh, do it. Which the Quarry already did was on PC, I believe. So, uh, which yeah. that wasn't a PS yeah that that wasn't like a, a so. Sony exclusive. Yeah, but yeah, just like being like we remastered it, and it's like wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rami Malek looks more real than you've ever seen him in a video game now. And Peter Starman's kind of, voice was there. I'm kind of okay with like the PS3 games getting like remastered, uh, but like some of these PS4 games just do not need to get remastered at all. No, yeah. Um, I, I I think we're hitting a point where like I'm getting a little bit like I, over the whole like remasters of like these games that already look good. Yes, the, like this one especially. I was just like, yeah, this is cool. Also, it leaked several weeks ago. So, like, ah, not surprising. But also, why Why are we doing this? I guess to sell more copies is the answer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Well, because, uh, like, The Last of Us Part 2, that's the that's the first one that made me go, like, I I might be this. We're, we're getting to a point where this is becoming unnecessary. At least that one is a $10 upgrade. Sure. If you have the previous PS4 version. Um, 
and then the final thing, uh, I guess Silent Hill, there's a new free Silent Hill game that people says is okay. And I think that the Silent Hill 2 remake looks like it runs like garbage from that footage. But also I'm not I, like a Silent Hill 2 stan. So. I played some of the short message. I'll talk about it later. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you felt about that. Uh, and then they finished it off with the fucking Kojima extravaganza 2024. They showed a really long trailer of Death Stranding 2 that you said you skipped. And mm-hmm. bro, there's a lot going on in this. I don't I don't even I don't even know. Troy Baker's character who died in the original Death Stranding is back with a face that looks like the Joker and he fights this giant katana robot uh, with his guitar that shoots electricity. And like Mm -hmm. that was really cool. But other than that, Norman Reedus now has like a weird freaky puppet that doesn't move at the frame rate of the rest of the game. And they're in like a weird moving spaceship the whole time uh they suggest that it's basically the same game except it takes place mostly in mexico and like other parts of north america cool so like i'm not i'm not in on that i don't think but it's cool for people who are into that can i ask one question yes is this actually the subtitle on the beach or are you just making a joke no that is it Okay. Death Stranding okay. 2 on the beach so, comes so. uh it comes out 2025. Um and then they did this really weird tease afterwards where Herman Holst was basically like hey we've got Kojima here. So cool. Thanks for showing us Death Stranding 2. Uh we're working with him on a new action espionage game. Uh, and we can't wait to tell you more about it. And then they like talk about how it's like the future of games and like all this stuff. And then they like pan out and it's the Sony movie studios production lot. Um, so they're like trying to basically say that like they are making a game and a movie at the same time of this thing. Uh, and my first thought was, that's not unique. Quantum Break exists. Well, also, they did that with uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yes. So it's like really weird. And basically, it's them announcing that they have another exclusive other than Death Stranding that is not Metal Gear Solid. Like knockoff Metal Gear Solid. And more came out about this from an interview afterwards. Uh, I guess Kojima got really sick in 2020 and he was like talking about like how he thinks it's so cool. He's making a new thing that he wanted to make in death stranding. And then he's like pushing it even further with OD with Jordan Peele. Uh, but then he like had to have surgery and was like almost dying. And he was like, and I would get messages from fans every day saying like metal gear, solid metal gear, solid. And then he was like, I could die someday. And now I have to make it. Okay. <laughs> sure. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you already did it, though. I, I mean, whatever. I'll fuck me. I'll play it. But I mean, I also like Metal Gear Solid. So I. It's just a very weird thing. Yeah, he basically realized that like the inevitability of his death meant that he should make a new Metal Gear Solid type <laughs> game. And I was like, okay, man, that's really bizarre. Uh, 
so yeah, I don't know. And Death Stranding too, I also don't know. But I did. Did you want to talk about the the following state of play that was on the six or no? Uh, not really. I mean, they just um announced that there would be a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth state of play. It showed the final trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and uh, showed a lot of gameplay. That game looks fucking insanely good. And they uh, said they recorded over 400 tracks for it, the soundtrack, which to me, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth could just be a $70 soundtrack and I would still be happy with it. So uh, it looks really good, though. I can't fucking wait until the end of this month when that comes out. Uh, and you got Nomura out there on interviews talking about how he's so nervous, how people react to the ending of this game. And that just gets me so much more excited because it means everyone's going to hate it. And I'm going to be like, yes, this is what you deserve. Um, anyways, <laughs> the game looks really awesome. I the, the combat looks better than it was before. It just looks good all around. So, Hey, they nailed the combat in 16. Hey, this to me, this is the perfect version of Final Fantasy Combat is Final Fantasy mm. 7 Remake. So to make it better again in this, I will take that any day. Uh, also, they just like brought back everything from the original, like even all the weird mini games and shit, which I was not expecting them to do. So it's neat. I th- the budget of this game must be fucking astronomical. Um. And, uh, you know, layoffs continuing toys for Bob another uh, Microsoft owned studio. Now they were allegedly being shut down when they let 86 people go. They are not actually being shut down. The workers are all just going to go remote and they close the office. Uh, but they did fire 86 people, which is still a large majority of the studio. So I would guess that they're just going to make them a support studio for other Microsoft slash Activision Blizzard properties. Which is sad because Toys for Bob makes cool games. Yeah, um, I was really hoping they would be able to just kind of like keep making like you know Banjo Kazooie and just like the you know like I, I, that's what I was kind of hoping they'd be able to do is make a Banjo Kazooie type type game, you know? Yeah, um, and that sucks. This also has been a point of contention for the FTC because mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft laying off as many workers as they did and then doing this also so shortly after this acquisition is basically going against what they promised and how it would be healthy for the industry uh, uh microsoft said that it's not going against what they yeah well microsoft's uh response <laughs> was basically like well other tech companies are also laying people off i was mm-hmm. like fuck yourself okay what a what a, <laughs> what a bad thing to say that's not helping your case i mean i'm sure it won't matter <laughs> in the grand scheme of things regardless but that's still just so shitty <laughs> oh absolutely i i'm not defending it at all no I just, yeah like, I, when, there, it, I, when i saw the response i was like oh yeah, my yeah. god you need to run <laughs> through somebody before you put these out there um which brings us to our final thing uh the internet was breaking and still continues to break in the wake of this um there were rumors several weeks ago that basically Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush were going to come to the Switch and the PS5, right? Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I believe, was made even more credible because the recent Steam update just made it so that it could display PlayStation buttons as well. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean like it's coming to PS5 because a lot of games have been adding that functionality, like Street Fighter Six actually just added that 
functionality to the PC version. I, I think it's just more because Steam supports all those controllers. A lot of developers are just adding in the icons if you want to switch them, if it's easier for your brain or whatever. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's coming to PS5, but like it seemed pretty likely, right? That Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. uh, has been out for a long time. They're basically saying they're going to like sort of be ending development of major expansions for it, and it's just going to be like a you know they'll support it going forward. So it would make sense at that point that they could then bring it to other platforms and like get a new influx of players and make more money off of something that they're probably not going to sell any more of on Xbox or PC. And the nice thing is the way that game's designed, like you're, if you're coming into it new, like you're not going to be like so under leveled that you can't play with anybody else. So. Yeah. And of all the games that they have going hi-fi rush, I think it would run really well on the switch. It would work out well. Mm-hmm. It would sell decently. Uh, Cause I mean, it's all decently on steam and outside of their platforms. Uh, and I think it would be decent on PS five as well. And this, you know, they could, say like oh remember we were saying like we were gonna maybe put some games out on other platforms you know that wasn't such a huge deal that we bought activision blizzard or whatever uh and those rumors people didn't seem to give a shit about it was after that when there were then rumors that were very credible that they are going to try to bring starfield to the ps5 uh that they are going to possibly bring an upcoming gears of war collection to the ps5 oh that'd be cool uh yeah right that's what i said (laughs) (laughs) that people started to fucking freak out and what i what i am here to to say is i i think the reaction to that is overblown um but i do understand it and it is because it is a weird thing. And like it, it blew up so much that Xbox had to put out a random tweet. It came out at like three eleven this past Monday. And normally they would be at a totally normal time because they schedule all their tweets beforehand. Sure. Very clearly they are, were having to react to people freaking out about this situation by saying, no, we're going to have a business update stream next week, which is not saying, hey, everything that's out there is not true, right? So it means that at least some of it is probably true. The thing that people were freaking out about, especially people who are like diehard Xbox fans, is they believe that this devalues their choice in backing the Xbox. That is true in the I grand guess. it is true in the grand scheme of things, because what would happen in the case of all of these thing, all of their software going multi-platform is that not right now, not like literally right now, I think there is sure. a 0% chance that Microsoft is going to get on this stream and say, we're not making Xboxes anymore. If anything, they're going to get on this stream and be like, we're more dedicated than ever to making Xbox hardware. But you got to think about how Microsoft works as a company. They sell enterprise software licensing to both Apple and Windows, okay? They mm-hmm. sell enterprise software. They are made on subscriptions and selling software to people. It would make sense for Microsoft to push for Xbox, who just got this huge new influx of studios, to do the same thing as they are doing 
at Microsoft as a whole in that they should sell these things to people on PS5 and Switch when it applies. But what will happen to hardware sales over time, should that be the case, is that there is no reason to own an Xbox at all at that point. And it will erode over time. Because if I can buy a PS5 and play God of War, but also play all of the Xbox exclusives, why the fuck am I buying an Xbox ever? My only counter to that is I do think the Xbox is the king of like backwards compatibility. Uh, so like if you want to be able to still play like majority of your Xbox 360 games or from that era, like having an Xbox is really nice from that for that reason. And I agree, uh, but I, I am also of the mind that the Xbox Series X is better than the PlayStation 5 in most ways. Except for the controller's better. Except for the, the controller. Like, I like the controller. I'm just saying, like, as a as a box, the yeah. quick resume, ridiculously good. Super cool feature. Yeah. Backwards compatibility, very good feature. Smart delivery? The PS5 has dumb delivery, okay? Like, it just mm-hmm. sucks in that regard. So, like, I'm not here to be like, oh, I think the Xbox sucks or anything. It's just, like, you if you do start putting them out, even if at first it's at a delay, eventually people would just be like, why would I continue to buy an Xbox or why would I continue to support this platform when I will just, I could get a PS5, get all of those exclusives, but then also eventually get all the Xbox exclusives. And then that causes a slope, right? That is not immediate, but will be gradual because then you have Microsoft, a publicly held company being like, Oh, our sales are down on the hardware end. So now we should lessen the exclusivity window to get those sales coming in on those other platforms faster until eventually there just is not a delay, but also it's impossible to get like good sales data for the video game industry anymore. NPD used to be the best way to do that. And now NPD is a financial firm. I I can't remember their name, whatever their new name is. They did one of their financial group studies this past December. The PS five is outselling the Xbox series X three to one. Which, which is, is insane. That's yes. that's an insane number. Whereas like last generation, Microsoft fucked up at the beginning by announcing all their weird DRM shit. And like people still somehow don't understand that that's not ever what ended up happening. And they were not losing as bad, right? It was like, a, it's, you know, they were still relatively comparable. Now they're basically being like, crushed like eviscerated in terms of sales numbers and yes and no what they had was game pass right right but now they don't even report those numbers anymore because they are no longer getting a sharp increase and i would guess getting some kind of decrease i think also people who have that it i think about all the people that have like switch to being like a PC gamer outside and just gotten rid of consoles altogether. Mm-hmm. I, I do think like, that's also a huge aspect of this as well. No. Yeah. And like, I, and that also works in Microsoft's favor to a certain extent. Absolutely. So like that still works for them. It just is, you're right. And that, that's another thing that even devalues the Xbox further, whether or not intentionally, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily matter to Microsoft because they're still getting that money. You're fucking doing it on windows. 
can't do sure. it on Apple. You know what I mean? So like you've already paid for Windows, you're paying for their stuff. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things where like it does feel like whether intentionally or not, they are going to end up devaluing the hardware itself. Do I think that Microsoft will ever like stop being in games at this point no because they just spent a fuck ton of money (laughs) on activision blizzard so at the very least they're going to be a publisher for a very long time going forward and i would guess that at least for this generation and probably the next one they would still be in hardware but it it really depends on what they say in this upcoming business thing and like people can say oh i don't think it's that big a deal what they say in this thing it's a huge deal if they fuck up the messaging in this thing that comes out this coming week, they could do a lot of harm to their brand if they do not message this properly. And I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't just get out there and say like, no, this isn't happening. This is in like some series of tweets or whatever is because if weird Xbox diehards, which again, I don't support people who were like, we'll fuck Xbox forever. Like you know, if your identity is that tied to Xbox as a brand, you need to rethink your mm-hmm. entire life. Um, but I also come from a place where, like, I do think that the Xbox hardware needs to continue to exist to compete with whatever box Sony has out there to make it the best market possible. Um, yeah, because they, they I mean, they've come up with so many innovations for the industry and just made the industry better. Right? I, I mean, like playstation fanboys do you like trophies we wouldn't have you wouldn't have those if it weren't for xbox you know yeah and it's just one of those things where like sony wouldn't even give a shit as much about making cool first party games if they didn't have someone to compete with and then people are out there being like well if xbox disappeared they're still nintendo and it's like no 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 listen i know as a nintendo lover they are not competing directly with sony and microsoft they are like a different pillar out there nintendo's doing whatever the fuck they want that does that i don't count that and neither does anyone else in terms of like financials and things like that like the two competing brands are the xbox and playstation in terms of what they are competing for you know you if anything i could see them like transitioning out of like a quote-unquote console and going to more of like a a cheap like PC that's dedicated for games. Yeah. And like people have brought that up too. Like what steam was trying to do with the steam machines. Right. Exactly. Where it's like, this is just a box that like, I don't know, Asus puts out, but it has the steam stuff on it. Um, And like, I think they could do that. Sure. And then you could have a bunch of like different companies vying for like, what's the coolest box, you know, to play these games on. And it's just one of those things where it is all speculation, Um, especially because apparently the head of Xbox studios, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, apparently has been out there saying like, no, 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 no. Like we're not going to put Starfield on the PS five. So like everybody, and we're not going to stop doing hardware anytime soon, which of course they're going to say that part, but uh, I don't know. Like I'm very curious why they felt they needed to do this kind of stream this coming week. And what seemed like a way where it was like not planned. Mm-hmm. Um, be, especially because they would have had some other messaging than, Hey, we have a stream about our upcoming business plans. Please stay tuned for the, Oh God, you know, and yeah. people were saying like insiders were saying that they did have something like this planned for the end of the month, early March. So whatever they were going to do, it wasn't like 
this is like accelerating their plans exponentially, but it is like pushing it forward like up two weeks to a month uh, because people reacted so poorly to it. Um, and something and- tells me no matter what they say, unless the unless they come out and say like we're not putting any games on like competing consoles and we're going to stay with the Xbox brand, unless they say that the Xbox that diehards are not going to be happy. So I, like- I still think I will say this: the funniest possible version of this stream is they just announce Hi-Fi Rush for Switch only. <laughs> to me, that's the funniest version of this stream. Uh, and the other thing I will say is like, it's fun to dunk on people who are like super diehard about their platform, but it does make sense when people get upset about that kind of thing. No one likes to be told that they are wrong in a choice of something they spent a lot of money on. And like, I get that. So it doesn't like you still have the Xbox. You can still play those games. No. Yeah, for sure. also, they haven't really released any games for the Xbox Series X uh, exclusive like games. They've no, released yeah. like maybe like three. Yeah. And the the last the last thing I'll say about this because I I could talk about this forever. I have so many thoughts and sure. feelings. It's just like an, it's a really interesting thing I think to like see what's going to happen with this. Xbox has been playing catch up as a brand for since the beginning of the PS4 era. And what they did was acquire a bunch of studios, but they have not been able to successfully manage those studios to put out games at a reasonable clip. There is no reason why there should not be like four or five high quality first party Xbox titles coming out every year on these things right. like at like a clockwork pace to make people feel like these games are cool. They're Xbox games and they're coming out reasonably. And I like most of them, right? Like a part of that is probably because Halo and Gears of War as franchises like got greatly devalued. I still don't understand why that really happened in the case of Gears of War with Halo. I do like you. They switched from Bungie to three, four, three. Some people fell off, didn't like the direction, but like gears was not like that. Like, it just seemed like it was like people thought gears of war four was pretty good. And people thought gears of war five was fine. Like, I don't see what happened there, but gears pop. Gears it all pop. fell apart. Jesus. I don't think that's even, uh, still available. I think that I don't the know. server shut down. Uh, hey, gears yeah. tactics was cool too. Yeah. Gears tactics was cool. Like Microsoft does have cool games. It's just one of those things where, yeah, they just know. haven't had games. Like it just like I, I love my Series X. I'm not gonna bash it at all. No, like, yeah. They, like, if I'm looking at their like exclusives, I'm hoping this year is where like things start turning around. Because like, what did they have last year? Starfield and Forza. Yeah, you know, and Starfield yeah. did not do oh. what they wanted, and that is no. very clear. That was supposed to be their like, we've finally done it this is the Xbox selling game and it did not do that. It definitely did not do that. Like that's why to me, it makes sense. If you spent that much money on Bethesda developing that game and it didn't do what you needed it to do, putting it out on PS five at the same time as like the first expansion for that game comes out, makes perfect sense to try to recoup those costs. But again, I'm also a reasonable person who understands how video games and financials work in any capacity. So like, yeah, it's just a weird thing. I I'm curious how this is going to play out. Like I, 
I think for a lot of people, this will end up being like a super boring stream. But for me, I'm going to be like glued to it, like fascinated. <laughs> like, what is the wording of what is being said here? Like, what sure. are they actually saying about this? Because like, it's I don't know. It's like a turning point. It's interesting. Because Sony's going to be like, no, that's never happening for us, man. Yeah, Sony will never release a game on Xbox. No. And people were trying to like say like, well, it's the same as Sony releasing games on PC. And it's like, no, no, no. Sony waits like four or five years <laughs> when that game will never sell any more copies on its platform before fucking putting it out on PC. Like they, you know, there's a graph. And once it reaches right. a certain point, they're like, put it out there, you know? So, it, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like if there is a world where like I can play day one Xbox games or like even like if I could play Gears of War on a PlayStation, like that's interesting to me. I'm curious to see how that goes. Anyways, also, yeah. What if there's a Gears of War remaster collection? That's tight. Yeah, <laughs> I'll that's take that on any platform. Let's go. That's been rumored for a long time. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what that's what's been going on. Big deal um, in the next two weeks. Uh, we'll know what's going on mm-hmm. with that so next time we'll be able to talk about it uh, and then we can get into what we have been playing um i'm gonna i will start here just because okay uh i can talk about yakuza and mostly what i've been playing pretty quick um like a dragon infinite wealth uh, as we know i took a week off of work to play it and just relax uh in 10 days i played for 60 hours and i did Jesus. i did beat it it's a lot of time um I think that game is great. I think that they did improve on the gameplay and the way the turn-based battles work in pretty much every single way. Uh, so, like, they took all the right lessons. They learned it. it's very good. I think that the writing in it is super clever, very funny. Um, I love the characterization of all the characters. Uh, and I will not get too spoilery. The ending of this game was not what I wanted in a way that, like, made me so upset um i actually wrote a thing on medium about this i like wrote like a 12 paragraph thing that people have been reading and upvoting um because i was just like this it it made me so mad um and that doesn't take away from the game though i think it's an excellent turn-based rpg the thing that i would caution people against though and this is this is why it makes me feel like a dickhead for saying this, but games media people have been really pushing this game and like are loving it and are like, it's so cool. Everyone should play it. None of these people have fucking played previous Yakuza games though. Well, that's weird. <laughs> and so you get to the second half of this game where it's all about Kiryu and reliving the past Yakuza games. And everyone is going to eventually just be like, this is boring. What the fuck? There was right. a side quest where I was reintroduced to a major character from Yakuza 3 that no one remembers. <laughs> and I was like some rando who just played this game for the first time. was going to be like, who the fuck is this? Why do I care? And the answer is, right. you won't. Like, you won't. So you're going to care more about the parts with Ichiban when it does eventually split into being two separate stories. Um, and like the way games journalists, games media people play is like, they're not going to get to that point probably. And then by the time they give up on it at the end of the year, they're going to remember how sick this game was. It just, it's very weird. It's a very weird thing where like, I feel like the part where most people playing this series for the first time would get to and be like, wow, this game's so cool. 
there's like a threshold and if they got past that point they would be like oh maybe it's not as sick as i thought but <laughs> i don't i haven't seen anyone really get there and i just keep seeing people right. be like i love this game hawaii is so cool and it's like yeah but what about the part where they're back in japan and like it has nothing to do with any of the characters you know or have been familiar with for a decade so sure it's it's just a weird it's a weird thing seeing so much praise for it, which is cool. It also is the fastest selling Yakuza game of all time so far. So that's awesome. Good on them for doing it. They're going to keep making these. That's cool. Um, and then Sega's other game, developed by Atlas, Persona Three Reload, the remake of Persona Three. People can go out there and they can watch me play through Persona 3's original version in 76 parts on YouTube, if they so choose, in a series called Shame Time with Manny, where I often get filled with rage because you can't control your party members. They're controlled by AI, and it's the dumbest AI in the world. Uh, Persona 3 Reload is basically Persona 3, but Persona 5. (laughs) They okay, just cool. they just took all the updates from Persona Five and like the extreme style of Persona Five and made it put it over Persona Three. As someone who Persona 3's characters are still my favorite in the out of three, four, and five, it's really cool. I think it's really stylish. It makes me feel like I'm living in an alternate reality because it is just similar enough where I'm like, oh, this hits my nostalgia. Even the songs, like the first like 15 seconds will be the exact same thing. And then like lyrics will come in and you're like, this is not the same song. This is a, this is a remake or a remix of this song. And so like, it has just enough nostalgia for me that I'm super excited, but then also is different enough where I'm like, Ooh, fancy new stuff. Uh, It's a persona game. It's a turn-based RPG. You have social elements. You go out, you hang out with your Japanese high school friends. It's excellent, though. I I think that it is a very well put together game. They know what they are doing. And because this, in the same way that Yakuza was, is the fastest selling Persona game of all time so far, sold over a million copies. They're going to do this again with Persona 4. I can guarantee it. Oh, yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah, so if you're waiting for Persona 4 to be in this style, don't worry. They're going to make it, especially because this broke all their sales targets. Uh, That's awesome. So, so that's, that's cool, but it is basically just persona, you know? So like, if you have played or liked persona, this is another one of those. Uh, And the final thing I have been playing, which I'm also going to tie into a bit of news is street fighter six. And I have buried this, this far in the podcast because I know there's no possible way my brother will hear it. He sent me a message that said, it was in the middle of the night and he said, I just got finished listening to the game of the year podcast and I could not believe that your game of the year was street fighter six. A fighting game is your game of the year. I never would have guessed it. You have to get master rank by the end of the year, or I will never mm-hmm. let you live it down. And I said, dude, I don't think there's a way I can get to master rank because I'm at platinum, the bottom of platinum like going back down to gold five sometimes, I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. Um, And so for some reason, I have not played as much persona three as I should have. And I've just playing insanely long sessions of street fighter because I was like, I do like this game. And in theory, I have always wanted to be like competent, like baseline competent at a street fighter game. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, this is the one to do it. I should try. And the first day I did it, 
I lost a thousand ranked points. I went back Oof. down to gold four. Like I was on a losing streak and I texted my brother and I said, I take it back. This is the worst game I've ever played. I hate it. <laughs> and it was just one of those things where it's like, I was losing to people playing on modern controls and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just like when someone can instantly react by with a dragon punch by pushing one button, it's infuriating. Sure. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm usually just going ham. So like, I will always get fucked over by it. And he responded and said, whoa, 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 what's wrong? And I said, apparently upstate New York is only modern Ryu. Cause like no shit. I would fight like 18 modern Ryu's in a row, different people. Sure. I was losing. And he said, you just got to slow down play slower. I got back on the next day and I, turned on spot. I turned off the in-game music. I turned on Spotify and left the game sound on like the sound effects. And I cranked the fuck out of it. And I got in the zone. I made those thousand points back. I won 14 nice. games in a row, which is insane. Um, and I was like, man, I actually like am a lot better. I would be able to punish the modern players. And the thing I realized about most people playing modern, because diamond is probably where players are like really good diamond into math uh diamond into master whereas like gold right. and platinum is like people who are just like fucking around more or less or like not very good and what i realized pretty quick was that people who were playing modern up to that level don't know anything about the game like i oh. if i got them in the corner they literally couldn't get out they would basically like try to push a button so i could punish them with a combo every single time and that feels really good when you're like, oh, I figured this out. Or like you play slower and you actually punish them and they just don't figure it out. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, cool. I'm learning. That's neat. I keep going back and forth with this because like I'll go on a streak where I'm doing so good and I'll get so many points. And then I will just go on these streaks where I lose like 10 times in a row and I want to smash the controller into the fucking TV. But I'm going to stick it out. I'm trying my hardest. I need to, I got to platinum two which I never thought I would ever be able to get to because you need like 1,200 points to rank up to the next star or whatever. And then this Thursday, Matt, they showed the gameplay trailer for Ed. Holy shit, I am switching to that character. They, they changed him to be literally exactly what I wanted. He no oh, longer awesome. has the modern controls because this game has modern controls. And he has quarter turns and dragon punches, and he has no kicks. He is a boxer. And he's not a charred character like Balrog. His regular punches are regular punches, and his kicks are these weird, like, whip punches that Steve Fox had in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. He looks so fucking sick. I cannot wait to be this character. And he has all of the things that Jamie does not. I'm so excited. Anyways, I'm going to switch to Ed. And we'll see. But I have been doing very well with Jamie as well. I'm, I don't know why. I should play other video games, but instead I'm just playing Street Fighter 6. And that's annoying. Mainly because I want to prove to my brother that he's a fuckface and that I can get to manager. Sure. But that probably won't happen. I also, I, this is mainly why I put this later in the podcast is because I didn't want to admit I did not know this. Jamie does not start doing 100% of the damage he could do. Without any drinks, he's only doing 90% of the damage every other character in the game is doing. Oh, okay. Each, each time he drinks, he gets 
So with two drinks, he's doing the damage any other character would do, which is a pain in the ass to get to. And then if he has all four drinks, he's doing a 10% damage bonus. So whenever I felt like, wow, someone can hit me twice and I am getting fucked up and I hit them twice and I'm doing nothing, it's because I was doing 90% damage. Mm, that makes sense. And I was like, how did I not know this? <laughs> uh, anyways... I've learned a lot, and I've gotten much better. So I can't wait. Oh, God. Ed comes out right after Capcom Cup on the 27th. <sighs> My boy. Very excited. Anyways, Street Fighter Six. That's what I've been playing the most. Hopefully, I stop to play more Persona. But I don't know. All right. Get into what. Tell me what you're about. What's going on? So I finished Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game is just excellent throughout. Yes. That, uh, oh my god, that game is a great game. And like every boss, like I would just like I would end up having to spend like a half hour, hour just like stuck on each boss, like just trying them over and over again, learning the patterns. It, it was just so much fun, just like figuring that stuff out and just like you know finding a way to get through the bosses. And uh, I just oh, Prince of Persia. I I feel like I've talked about it the last couple episodes. Uh, it excellent game. Like, if you like Metroidvanias, you should definitely check it out. It's one of the best ones I've played. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Uh, I finished Resident Evil 6. I'm not going to say I finished it, but I finished Chris's campaign. Oh. You got to play them all. I got to know. I will. <laughs> but okay. I don't know why I will. I don't have to play them all right now. You know, I played through Chris's. Maybe in like a month, I'll play through another one. <laughs> you know? Okay. Was it that it good that you were like, I can't come was, back immediately? Yeah, I just like, I was like, oh, I gotta do something else. So okay. Okay, okay. It was just like the most mediocre like campaign. Like, I honestly, like, I finished it maybe a week ago and I, I don't remember any of it. Glowing praise. Glowing praise. <laughs> Uh, which I guess is a positive in the sense that it never really made me that angry. So that is positive. That. Uh, we'll see, because that's probably considered one of the better ones. So we'll see how I feel uh, going forward. But the Chris one was uh, okay. Um, and then I've continue, continued to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I find very strange is, like, I I don't think it was a good idea to do the Civil War story in, like, this type of franchise. For the simple reason that, like, it then locks characters out depending on your choice. Yeah. It's like, oh, now I chose, like, the Captain America because it was like, uh, you could... Basically, it was like, do you want to be as, like, Iron Man and a couple other lame characters? Or do you want to be Captain America and Nick Fury and uh iron fist and i was like well of course i'm gonna go with that one well but also captain america is um the correct one right where he he doesn't believe that they should have to divulge their things yes he's he's against the registration as well but like uh but like at the same time like you're just like then you're locked out of like all these different characters like like, oh another one was uh keith not keith richards uh like uh uh reed richards Reed Richards, yes. It's like Iron Man, Reed Richards, and like some other character I can't remember right now. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, 
when you have that choice, like who the fuck is picking Iron Man in like Richard? <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Well, but then like to to be fair, I mean, obviously, it, when you beat it, you unlock all the other characters. So sure, sure. You know. But like at the same time, like I, like I'm playing it, going like this is a game where you want to like bounce around, play all these different characters, and like locking you out of like different characters. It's just like I. I think the Civil War story is a cool story, but it's like not for this type of game. Yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah. just doesn't really make sense. But but either way, it's still fun to just like play as all these different characters, bounce around, and just like I don't know, just like mindlessly hit buttons and like cool do cool shit. So uh no, I'm gonna keep playing through that. Uh I started playing The Witcher 2 That's on uh, Xbox 360. Uh, well, well, I want to play. I want to try The Witcher Three again, but I got to play uh, through The Witcher Two. I don't think that's true. It's true. As someone who it's didn't do true. that, I don't. I don't think it's true. It's true. It's true. Why don't you play? Through actually, the, why don't you play through The Witcher One? I don't. I, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, you're waiting for the really? remake. Yeah, that they're yes, doing. Yes. I see. I see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but like, I'm actually like the story is 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 got me pulled in. Like, I, I I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I, from what everyone who played The Witcher 2 that I know of really liked it. Like, my brother really liked it. Uh, he played mm-hmm. it when they finally brought it to the Xbox 360, and they had, like, Which basically completely overhauled the entire game to, like, make it playable. Uh, because, yeah. like, that game was, like, borderline unplayable. Like, all the systems made no sense, and they were overly complex, didn't really have tutorials. And then when they brought it to console, they were like, well, we can just overhaul this entire game. And then people liked it a lot more. So, uh, they went from not having any tutorials to being like tooltips and tutorials, where it's like press the corresponding button uh, to when like you walk up to something and there's like an action and you need to press A. It, it, like it's basically telling you like, hey, you need to press A here. And it's like I I know that that there's an A symbol on the screen. <laughs> you don't have to like give me a tutorial on that. Thank you. Yeah, and, I like, just I feel like they. But I think that's one of like genuinely one of the reasons why I'm just like I am not touching Witcher One. Like that game is like probably the most dense thing that. You uh yeah, it's like PC only also. So it's PC only yeah. only, which my my PC could run it. Like, oh yeah, uh, but I that it is like super weird and obtuse. I believe yeah. So. Yeah, like I I where like I'm playing this and I'm like this is good and like I looked up like how long to beat and it's like 24 hours and I'm like that's a reasonable length. So I'm enjoying it so far. The story is intriguing. Um, and you know we'll we'll see how it goes. But like. I, I don't know. Maybe like this will be my way to get into The Witcher and then like finally give The Witcher 3 another chance. Also the combat's pretty fun. Like I like the sword play is pretty solid. Yeah, that's why everybody hates it in The Witcher 3. Mhm. It's <laughs> cuz it was so much better in 2. <laughs> it's great. So yeah, maybe Witcher cool, 2 great. is like, the better game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, it's the better game. It's also one of those things where, like, yeah, the combat was, like, so complex, the way the sword play worked, and they were like, I don't know that this works at all, and they changed it to sure. make it what you're playing, uh, which people yeah, which enjoy, is, yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, so. Uh, and then I, I will just go to Sniper Elite V2 Remastered. I bought this game, it was, like, on sale for, like, $3. I always just assumed it was called V2 because of version 2, but that's not the case. It's called V2 because it's all about the V2 bombs that the Nazis developed. Wow. Uh-huh. I would not have known that. Yeah, so I, I it's so like it's basically like right at the end of the war 
and you're just trying to take out all these scientists these that worked on the v2 bomb before the russians get them no okay so like it's very linear it's unlike like like i played through sniper elite four and five and like they're kind of like i would say they're kind of like um what's the the series um hitman yeah where like you go in and they're just like it's very like sandboxy and you can just kind of go around and just kind of like in this like i don't want to call it an open world but it's like this whole like open area uh that is not the case with these levels they're very linear uh, but it's still fun to like you know you know snipe people through the balls and in the head and see like the x-ray shots so uh it's got that and like it looks pretty good for like I don't know how old this game is. I think it was like 2012. But, you know, it for what it is, it seems like it's going to be a shorter game as well. But I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then lastly, I gave uh, Silent Hill the short message a chance. Mm-hmm. And Manny, I just couldn't do it. Because it was so good? Uh, no. It's just <laughs> like, it's not bad. It, it, it's kind of boring, like the walking simulator, simulator aspect. But what was really bugging me is it has literally zero nuance. It is just like so over the whole game is about like suicide. Okay. Which, which, you know, like I went through that whole thing just Mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Uh, but like, Oh my God, like there's just zero nuance to it. They are just beating you over the head with it. And it's just like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Another thing that's really bugging me is they like, they have these live action sequences uh, where there's this like this Japanese woman talking, but they're also set in Germany, which I don't understand as well. What? It, it, yeah, it's set in Germany, what? but there's like a bunch of like Asian people. It it, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, uh, but but like it's live action and she's like talking. It's clearly in Japanese, but then they just dub over with just like this weird, like robotic sounding, like English voice. And it just like completely takes me out because like they should have just kept the original voice and just subbed over it. But instead they were like, we're going to dub over this and not try to lip sync it at all. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it looks nice, I guess, but like, it's a very delicate story. Like, like, like I think the story they're trying to tell is decent, but like the way they're doing it is just like, it, it it needs to be way more nuanced and they didn't even try to do that. They're just like, Hey, we're just going to beat you over the head with this. So, and, and when I looked it up, that's a lot of people's reviews of it. Like, like, and I'm talking like reviewers and then also just like fans. So it's just but it's also free so i can't bash it too much but like also it's about like a teenage girl in germany uh and maybe like i just can't relate to a teenage girl you know and like not having enough instagram followers like oh yeah yeah like i maybe that's just like something i just can't relate to um that doesn't bode well for konami making these going forward i guess no no so Um, yeah we'll see there's like very little like combat which like that's a huge aspect of what i like about like survival horror Mm. which this has like zero yeah silent hill 2 does but that's like the worst part of that game by most people's uh recollection i'm just not a Maybe I'm just not a Silent Hill fan, and I'm more of like a Resident Evil Dead Space kind of fan. 
which yeah, I'm okay with. That's that. fair. Yeah, I don't know. I never got into Silent Hill either, so I can't really, I can't really comment on. I just know people love Silent Hill too, and boy, sure. does that remake look like it still has the same PS2 era combat. So <laughs> I think I'm good on that. Yeah, that's weird. I I don't know why. Like, do you think they were trying to do like a PT thing with this? It feels more like like a Life is Strange or uh, what was that one where you're walking through the that like the mansion and you're just kind of like discovering this girl's life. Oh, Gone Home. It, yeah, it feels kind of like that, but just like way less subtle. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Would you imagine like life is strange and like how like that's not the most subtle game? Uh-huh. It it makes life is strange seem like a masterpiece and like subtlety. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't gonna try this, but now I'm extra not gonna try this. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say I'm going to try it just to see like cuz it's free so like <laughs> No, I'm good. I don't I already okay. had to delete some stuff to install mm. Tekken. So <laughs> when I when I was describing this to my girlfriend, she was like, "Oh, this sounds per- like sounds like something she's she wants to check out." So I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll keep it." I played it for 50 minutes and I was like, "I don't want to play any more of this." So Okay. Apparently it's like over 2 hours long. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's way longer than I thought it would be. Okay. Well. Also not very scary. Mm, that's probably one of the most important parts. Mm, mm. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Hitting all yeah. the correct Silent yeah. Hill notes, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like when I looked up reviews, it's a little a little over the place, but like a common complaint was just how like it is like, it just lacks the subtlety. And I, I do think when you're talking about a subject matter, like suicide, you, you need to, you know, I don't know. I'm okay with video game stories, not being the most subtle when they're just like, it's dumb and over the, like just kind of dumb fun. Uh, but when you're trying to like be serious, like you gotta like do a better job writing it. I think, so. Yeah. I think but, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with yeah. that, I, yeah, I think that's uh, that's what we have been playing. I was trying to think, like, yes. uh, I will still be playing Persona 3 Reload for the foreseeable future because I'm like seven hours in, and the first time I played mm-hmm. the original, it took me 70. So I'll Ooh. probably just be chipping hey, away at it over time because, like, it's one of those things where I don't feel compelled to, like, beat it right away because I've beaten Persona 3 before. If you get what I sure. mean. So it's like one of those things where I don't feel like oh, I have to rush through this because like I'm not going to get spoiled. I already fucking I've done it. So uh, I'll see what the reviews on Ultros are like because uh, it comes out Tuesday. The like super colorful Metroidvania. Um, if they're just kind of mediocre, you should just check out Prince of Persia. Uh, if they're just kind of me- mediocre, I think I'll check out Street Fighter ranked mode. OK, fair enough. So. I don't know. I, I want that to be cool. It looks really neat. And yeah, I want it to be cool too. There actually is a Steam Next Fest demo of it currently. So I guess I could just play it and know myself mm. if I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, it is definitely on Steam, the demo. I don't know if it is on uh, PS5 and Xbox, which I believe it is also coming to. So 
I definitely want to check it out, but just playing Prince of Persia, like I don't know if I want to jump into another Metroidvania right away. So. No, I get, yeah, I get, I get you. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll have played that, and I guess I'll have to figure it out with you as we go because uh, the Sunday we would be recording the podcast is Capcom Cup. So okay, I. I voted that Knuckledew was going to win because he seems the most likely, but I really want GN to win and there's no way he will win. So we could probably just do it earlier in the day when like the important games aren't happening. Yeah. If you're, if you're down to do that, but I mean, we'll talk more as the, sure. as, as the time approaches, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but with that, that'll do it for us this week. As always, the theme song is thing operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Uh, yeah, Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out, and we'll be back in two weeks. Peace out.